five lines from the top of Daphnun Aleph and Aleph, Omle Bakapara Lubati to Rebbe, Bakapara said to the daughter of Rebbe, Lemacha Shasina Khamra, tomorrow at the Chasna, or some say at the Shevrachas, that Rebbe was making for his child, I will drink wine and I will do so when your father dances, Uvikani de Imach, and Duran explains when your mother will sing. And as Duran says, Mikakaris and the Mufarshim discuss how could it be that she would sing if there's an Issa of Kal Isha. However, the Mufarish says, It will be when your mother will pour for me and dilute for me a case of wine. And the Rosh's Gur is the exact opposite, and he says, That your mother will dance in front of me, and your father will sing in front of me. And the Gemara continues with the story, Ben Alasha was the son-in-law of Rabbi, and he was very very wealthy, and we'll see how it is relevant later on in the Gemara. And Asmin and Lil Behilula, the Rabb Shimon Rebbe, and they invited Bakapara either to the Chasna or to the Shev Brachas of Rabb Shimon, the son of Rebbe. And at the Chasna, Amalei Bakapara Rebbe, so Bakapara turned to Rebbe and asked him the following question My Toeva, what does the Pasuk mean when it says in Pashas Achrimais, the Isha Shiyishka, the Zacha, Mishkave Isha, Toeva Asu Shneim, Maisu Masu, Dumeim Bum? So, what is the Lashon of Toeva? And the Gemara tells us that called the Amalei Rebbe, the Hachanu Toeva, that every explanation that Rebbe gave in order to explain the word to Eva, Paracha Bakapara, Bakapara was able to be Parachit and ask him a question. So Amalei Parshiat, so Rebbe finally said to Bakapara, so you explain what the word to Eva means. And Amalei, so Bakapara turned to Rebbe and he said to him that I will explain it as long as Tasi de Bisri, Vitimli Natla, that I want your wife to come and serve me a case of wine. And Rebbe was so interested in learning what the word to Eva means, Asis Ramule, so his wife came and she actually poured a cup of wine for Bakapara. Amalei the Rebbe and then Bakapar continued and said to Rebbe, I still have yet another tonight before I explain what the word to Eva means. Come rekoidly the Emulach, that in order for me to tell you what this means, I want you to get up and dance in front of me. And the Gemara continues that once Rebbe got up and danced in front of Bakapara, so Bakapara told him, this is what the Torah means to say when it says the word to Eva, that you're wandering, and as Ram says, that you're leaving the standard way, which is Mishkave Isha, and you're going with the Zacha. And as a says, And the Gemara continues, When Bar wanted another drink, so he said to Rabbi, My Tevel, what does it mean when the Pasuk says, And the Pasuk says that when someone has a relationship with a Behema, Tevel, who it's considered Tevel. And the Gemara says, So Rabbi said to Bar just like he did before, they tried to give different ways to explain the word Tevel, and then afterwards, Bar so then Bakapar said again, do what you did before, and then I will tell you, Avad, and then he did so, meaning his wife came and he poured Bakapar another drink, and Rebbe danced in front of Bakapara. Amalei, so Bakapara said, Tevel who, that the Lashon of Tevel should be read, Beloshon Tmiya, Tablin Yeshba. Is there any spice to such a relationship? Mishan Yahadabiyam and Kulabiyas. Why would someone have a Yitzhara to have Bia with an animal, and why would that be different and better than having a relationship with a regular human being? And as Duran says, Klima Hech Menachas Ben Mina Leilich Eitz Labehima, and the story continued. So Amalei Umay Zima. So Barat Kapari asked Rebbe once again, "What is the lashon of Zima that says in the pasuk at the Chalim's Pitchol Laz Neisa Leisizna Aretz Umala Aretz Zima?" And over there talking about a father and his mafka his daughter for Zlus Amalei. So Barat Kapari said to Rebbe, "Ibikin Yonikadma, do for me as we said before that your wife will pour me another drink and you will dance." Avad, and they did that. And Amalei and Barat Kapari explained to Rebbe that the lashon of Zima is Zumahi, and as Duran says, there's a Lushan Suffolk who it's a 
lotion of Suffolk, she'en you do mihi misaberis, that if this girl becomes pregnant and has a child, you'll never know who the child's father is, as the father was mafkahar for znus, and she has znus with many men. As the mafar she is in, that when someone is not sure of their yichos, that causes umola or zima, klima, zumahi, because eventually when this child wants to get married, a person is not sure if this woman is mutter to him or not, or maybe it's some sort of relation to him because we're not sure who the father was. The Gemara continues that after Bakapura was Mavayish Rebbe in this way, and he made him dance in front of him three times, Ben-Alosha, the son-in-law of Rebbe, was not able to be soival, the bizarre that Rebbe was being put through, and as the Mavayish explains, since we said Bakapura was very wealthy, and because of this, come So therefore, Ben Alosha and his wife left from the Chasno or from the Shavbrachis. And the Gemara continues, My Ben Alosha, and the Mefarish explains, How do we know that he was a wealthy person? And as our Gemara said, because he was so wealthy, therefore he wasn't able to be soibel, the Bezoyan of Rebbe. And the Gemara brings from a Brisa, the Tanya, as we learned to the Brisa, as we'll see in a moment, Ben Alosha spent a lot of money in order to learn a specific type of a way to get a haircut. And the Gemara says that he did not do this for naught and he spent this money for a purpose. He wanted to do this in order to be able to show people the haircut that the Kahanam Gedolim used to take. As the Pasuk says in Yecheskel, And Tanda, we learned in the Brisa when it says in the Pasuk, is telling us that the haircut of the Kahanam Gedolim was similar to Lulinus. And my Lulinus, what is this haircut called Lulinus? It refers to a unique type of haircut. And hey, Chidami, how did they do this haircut? That each hair, the top of the hair, touched the bottom of the other hair. And this was the special haircut that the Kayan Gadol used to take once a week. And Farish explains, as we explained, that was unique. And Duran explains, it was a beautiful type of a haircut. And the Gemara continues and quotes from a Mishnah that stated that if someone says that which we already explained on yesterday's daf over Dlasar Mutsa, and now the Gemara will explain what this type of gourd was. And the Gemara asks, My Dlasar Mutsa, what is this gourd called the Dlasar Mutsa? Amashmuel, Kara Kakuzai, it is the gourd that comes from a place called Kakuzai. Rav Ashi Amad, Dlasar Tmuna Baremets, Rav Ashi says this was a type of gourd that the only way to cook it and to properly roast it is only by covering it with hot ashes and with hot coals. A person that makes a nether not to have enough from something that was cooked is not also to have enough from this Dlas Haramutza because that's not considered something that was cooked in a normal way. And the Gemara continues, Isfi Ravina Ravashi, so Ravina asked the following question to Ravashi that said that the Dlas Haramutza is the Dlas HaTmuna Baramets as we have a Brisa that's discussing the Issa of Klayim and the Brisa states from Nechemia Oymer, Rabbi Nechemia says, the Dlas Haramis, he Dlas Haramutzas, the Dlas Haramis is the Dlas Haramutzas and therefore, of course, is not considered Klayim if you plant them together. However, if someone takes the Dlas Haramis, which is the Dlas Haramutzas and he plants it together with other types and other species of of gourds that will be considered klayim, as the Bryce says, klayim imivanis and klayim ramutza. That it is considered klayim with the species of a gourd called the Greek gourd, and it's also klayim with the gourd from ramutza. And clearly, in this Bryce, we see the term ramutza is not talking about the way that something was cooked, but it's talking about a species of gourd. And therefore, we see that the proper pshat in the ramutza is like Shmuel said that it's kar kakuzoi. It's from this place called kakuzoi, and not like Rav Ashi that is referring to a gourd that's covered and cooked in hot coal. And the Gemara continues, and according to the Gesin Agamur, it actually starts a new Mishnah. However, as we will see in a moment, these words 
words are almost exactly the same words as we had in the end of the Mishnah on the Hathman Tesla Melalf, and therefore some say that this is just another memra and a piska in the Gemara, where the Gemara now is quoting from the Mishnah that we had before. However, I am the Mefarish in our Mishnah and in the Mishnah on the Hathman Tesla Melalf, and it's Mashman from the Mefarish that these two are actually different Mishnahis, I and Shum. We will learn like the Ran that the Gemara now is just going and quoting from the Mishnah we had on the Hathman Tesla Melalf, that if Ruvay makes a net and he says, I won't have enough from anything that was prepared in the pot, then he is only usher to those things that are prepared in the pot by extensively boiling them for a long time in a pot of water. And Ram brings seven examples. Basically, these are all types of rice or millet dishes and farina and oatmeal type of dishes that are boiled extensively. And the Mishnah continued and said, However, if Ruben said that it should be also to have a from anything that went into a pot, then the din will be that it will be also from anything that's cooked in a pot, even if it's something that doesn't need so much boiling, and it even could be eaten after a little bit of boiling. We begin the Gemara Tani, we learn to the Braissa, that if someone makes a nether that it won't have enough from something that went into a pot, then of course he's also to have enough from something that was made in a pot, but he's also also to have enough from anything that went into a pan as well. And the Gemara explains, because the standard was that anything that eventually was going to be cooked in a pan was previously put in a pot, and that's the way they started off the cooking process. And as Duran brings, this was the standard way to make anything that eventually was fried in a pan, that they first put it into boiling water for a small amount of time. And the Brasa continues, if Ruben makes a nether that won't have enough from anything that went into a pan, then he's still be mutter to have enough from anything that went into a pot, even if at a later point it will go into a pan. And even though, as the Ran says, Kamash as maybe one would say that since after you put into a pot, it is now prepared to be able to go into a pan, so you may think that this would be considered a yoyud l'ilfis, Kamash Mulan Deloy, that Lemaisa, since it didn't go into a pan yet, it's not considered a yoyud l'ilfis. And the price continues, Minanasa Bekadera, Mutter Benasa Beilfis. If Ruben says that I will not have a nar from something that was Nasa Bikadera, and as Duran says, the word Nasa refers to something that was completed in a pot, therefore it will be mutter to use anything that was completed in a pan, because in a Hanami, even though at some point it went into Kadera, but the Maisa wasn't Nasa Bikadera, it wasn't completed in a pot, and therefore it will be mutter for him to have a nar from anything that was ultimately made in the Ilfis. And certainly, if someone said that anything that was completed in a pan should be also to me, definitely he will be mutter to eat anything that was completed in a pot, and the Ran explains that the Chiddush is that if after Ruvain makes something in a pot and completes the process, and then afterwards he puts it into a pan for a little bit, you may think that's also considered the completion process, and therefore he should be also to use that as we would consider it that it actually finished in a pan, and maybe it should be also, Kamash one, that that is only an extra step that you're taking that's not necessary to the actual finishing of this food, and this way it's muta, and it's not considered Nasib Ilfis, but it's considered Nasib Kadera. And the Bryson continues, in us, if Ruben says that I'm making a nether not to eat anything that went into an oven, then he will only be us to eat bread. The stam yerulatana mashba pas, as Duran says. And finally, vim ama kom If Ruben says that any maisetana should be us to me, then it will be us to have a from anything that was baked in an oven. And we continue on Daphne and base, and we continue with the Mishnah, and the Mishnah now will discuss other Lashonas that we go based on Lashon B'nei Adam. And the Mishnah states, Minakavish, if someone says that I should be us to have a gnaw from the preserved item or the pickled item, ain't us el minakavish al yerik. 
then it will only be us to have enough from vegetables that were pickled or were preserved. And Iran explains because the Lashon of Hakavosh is with a Hei idea, and therefore we say that it's only referring to the thing that is a standard item that they used to pickle in those days, which were like Yerakas. So for example, nowadays when someone says the word pickle, of course they mean a pickled cucumber. However, the Mishnah continues, If Ruben, instead of saying the Lashon Hakavosh, he only says Kavosh without a Hei idea, so then if he said such a Lashon, then it'll be us in all types of things that were pickled or that were preserved. And Iran points out, In this case, even if you wouldn't say the Lashon Shani Tayim, you'd still be Asa in anything that was pickled or preserved because you didn't say the Hei Ayudia, the Vada Kimin the Amakavish, Mishabakulu. And Iran explains, Elor of Ustinakte, that the Mishnah only uses this term as a Chiddush, Dafilu Amashani Tayim, even if a person would say Shani Tayim, and he said Hakavish, then it would actually only include vegetables that were preserved or pickled, and it would not include anything else. And the only way it includes everything else is the Amakavish in Viloy Loy. If he says the term Kavish, then it would actually include everything. But if he used the term Hakavish with the Hei idea, then the Nether would only include Kavish Shel Yerek. And nine lines from the narrow lines of Duran, Duran says the Istim Fashi, and he explains another Pshad in Agamara. The Loy have a Frosh of the Masisa Beit Hakavish Lakavish. In a Chanami, the Chiluk in the Mishnah is not between if someone said Hakavish with the Hei idea, or he only said Kavish. El Sefi Diktani Bichal Kavushin. The reason why you also have an awe from all Kavushin in the Sefer, Mishum the Kama Shani Taimu, is actually because he said the Loshin Shani Taim of Nami and this will be Pshad in all the rest of the Mishnayis. And this is actually Pshat that the Rush, Taisis and the Mimfarish explain, and we won't get into it further, but I and Sham. And our Mishnah continues with another similar scenario. If Ruben says that I should be Asa to the undercooked item, so since he used the Hei idea, so he's only going to be Asa to something that was undercooked of Basa, because the standard thing that people called Sholok was only Basa. Sholok Shani Tayim, Asa Bechal Shalukim. However, if he said that anything that I will have, which is Sholok, and he didn't say a Hei idea, over there he's going to be Asa to anything that was undercooked, and it could be either fish or it could even be a ruckus. And before we continue with the Gemara, let's just point out that the Rishonim point out that the next two cases that we find in the next Mishnah really should be part of this Mishnah, and the next two cases of the next Mishnah will actually be very similar to the two cases that we just had about Hakavish and Hashalok. And over there, we're going to be talking about Hatzli, if someone said the Lushen roasted, but he said it with the Hei idea, or if he said Hamaliach, something that's salted, and again, he said it with the Hei idea. So the Gemara now says, Amalir of Acha, Braidra of Avilar of Ashi, the Kavish Mai, if instead of saying Hakavish, or by saying Kavish, he said Dikavish, or the Sholok Mai, if instead of saying Hashalok, or saying Sholok, he said Dishalok, or in the third case that we're going to have in the next Mishnah, instead of saying Hatzli, or Tzli, he said Ditzli Mai, that I should be also in the thing that's Tzli, or the Maliach Mai, or in the fourth case that we're going to have in the next Mishnah, where instead of saying Hamaliach with the Hei and instead of saying Maliach with the Hei he said the Lashen Dimaliach with the Dalit, Heichen Mashma, what is the Mashmais? Is it Mashma that he's actually saying, I want to only be Asa to the item that is considered the Kavish, which is similar to a case where it had a Hei and therefore will only be Asa, for example, in the case of Kavish, to Kavish Shal Yarek, or by Shalak, will only be Asa, by Shalak Shal Basa, but not in anything else. Or do we say that the Dalit is not like a Hei and therefore he'll be Asa in everything, and it'll be almost like he said, Kavish Shani Tayim, and he's Asa Bechal Kavushin, or if he said, Shalak Shani Tayim, then he's Asa Bechal Shalukim. And Ayin Duran and the other Yishayim, how they learn this Gemara, if they actually learn, like the second Sad and the second explanation that we explained before, and Duran says the following Lashim, but we won't get into explaining it. And according to my second explanation of the Gemara before, the Yisur the Masis of Shim Shani Tayim, who, Hacham the Safka over here is, Yama Kavish, Beloy Shani Tayim, Ichim Mashma, but in any case, whatever. 
whatever the Shiloh of the Gemara is, the Gemara ends off, Tibai, and as if the Gemara said, Teku, the Gemara is not pushing the Shiloh. And we continue with the new Mishnah, Minatsli, if Rubin said that I should be Asa to the roasted item, and he used a Heyayidiyah, so in Asa, Elementsli shall basa to Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda said he'll only be Asa to have enough from roasted meat, but he won't be Asa to have enough from either fish or from vegetables. Tzli Shani Tayim, Asa Bechad Tzliim. However, he doesn't use a Heyayidiyah, and he said I should be Asa to any Tzli, then he's Asa to all types of roasted items. And the Mishnah continues with the fourth category, Minamaliach, if someone says that I should only be Asa to the salted item, in Asa Elementsliach shall dag, then he's only going to be Asa to fish that was salted, because that's the standard, and that is Stam Maliach. Maliach Shani Tayim, Asa Bechad However, if he doesn't use a hey idea and he says that I should be usher to all salted items, then he's going to be usher to all types of salted items, and it doesn't have to be dafka fish. The Mishnah continues, Dag Dagim Shani Toyim. If Ruben says that I should be usher to the fish, and then he uses a separate lotion and he says a plural of fish, then as Duran explains, the word Dag generally refers to a large fish because people sell one fish at a time. However, when a person uses the lotion of Dagim and he uses a plural lotion, then it's mashba many small fish because small fish was sold many at a time. And therefore the Mishnah teaches us that if Ruvin says both Lashonis, and he says Dagim, Dagim, and also Behem, Bein Gedolim, Bein Ketanim, Bein Meluchim, Bein Tiflim, Bein Chayim, Bein Mevusholim, then in that case, he's saying that I want to be also to all fish, and it doesn't make a difference if it's a large fish, or a smaller fish, or if it's salted or unsalted, or if it's raw or fresh fish, or if the fish was already cooked, he will be also to all of them. However, Mutter Betayish Trufa will be Mutter to eat and have a gnaw from a dish that was called Tayish Trufa, which was a type of fish that was chopped up and therefore it wasn't a full fish and that was not included in his letter. And he will also be mutter bitzir over Marias. He'll be mutter to eat brine as well as fish juice. And Duran says that our Mishnah is going with the derech of zu vein tzarech loimazu. And as Duran says, Tarius trufa dagadol taref dak dak. That's a very large fish that was chopped up very thinly. Because when a person says they should be also to dag dagim, he's only referring to whole fish and not to cut a fish and not to chopped up fish. The koshki should and certainly he'll be mutter to have enough in the brine of fish which only has the juice of the fish as well as the innards of the fish that are mixed into it but no part of the fish itself the koshke should mutter and certainly he'll be mutter to have enough from the juice of the fish which only has the fat of the fish inside this juice and that's the way it's made and has no parts of the fish in there at all and therefore certainly he'll be mutter to eat brine as well as fish juice the mission continues and Iran explains that Tzachana was a bunch of small fish that were salted together and although most of the fish were full fish and complete fish some of them were chopped up and since some of Tzachana had chopped up fish therefore including that nether it's even Tzachana Shufa is even this dish that had completely chopped up fish however as Iran says he's definitely going to be to eat the brine or the fish juice because in the brine and fish juice there is no part of the dag at all, El Shmena Vikrovov, only its fat and its innards. And the Mishnah finally teaches us, if someone makes a nether from this chopped up fish dish, also so since a large part of the fish dish had brine as well as fish juice, therefore his nether included that he wants to be also to brine as well as fish juice, and therefore he is also to tzir and rais. And we begin the Gemara, Tani, we learn to the Braisa, Rav Shem Menelaza states, Dag Shani Toyim, also Bigdailim, Umutu Bigtanim, as we said in the Mishnah, if someone uses the term of dog, so he's referring to a large fish, and therefore if Ruben says that I should be ushered to a dog, then he's ushered to have a gnaw from a large fish, but he's mutter to have a gnaw from a smaller fish. And Iran is mefarish, the chol dog shupachs bilitra cotton mikri, that any fish that's smaller than a liter would be considered a cotton, 
And Iran brings this from the Yushalmi, and he says, But ultimately, it's dependent on every place according to the Lush B'day Adam in that time and in that location. And Rabbi Shimon Raza continues, And if Reuven says that I should be asked to have enough from Daga, and as we explained before, that when someone uses a Lushin Rabbim and a plural Lushin, then it must mean that he's talking about smaller fish, which are not sold individually, but together as a group. So Reuven will be asked to have enough from small fish, but he will be mutter to have enough from a larger fish. Dug, Dugga, Shani, Toyim, Asa, Beimigdolim, Beimigdolim. However, Reuven says both, that Dug and Dugga, so then he was saying, I want to be Asa, both to larger fish and to smaller fish. And as Amish just stated, that he would also be Asa to all variations of fish, Beimiluchim, and Beimtfeilim, Beimchayim, or Beimuvushalim. And we just learned our Mishnah and the Gemara based on the Ran, and according to the Ran, it comes out that Rabbi Shimon Alaza is not arguing on our Mishnah, and he's just adding to the Mishnah, and he's explaining all the different terms that are Shaykh. In our Mishnah, we only spoke about a person that says, Dug, Dugim, but in Brisa, Rabbi Shimon Alaza expands on that, and he talks about Dug, as well as if someone says only Dugga, or if someone said both Dug and Dugga. However, I and the other Rishonim, including the Rush and Taisis, that they bring another Peshat in our Mishnah, and when the Mishnah said Dug, Dugim, our Mishnah is actually Chalik on Rabbi Shimon Alaza, and our Mishnah holds if a person says either Dug or he says Dugim, then he would be Asa in all types of fish. I and Shum. And the Gemara continues, Amalei Rapapa Rapapa says Tabaya, Dug Shani Toyim Gadolhu, how did Rabshim Malazah know that if a person says, I want to be Asa to a Dag, that he's going to be referring to a large fish? And are you going to tell me the because it says in the Pasuk in Yoyna, Vayiman Hashem, Dug Gadol that a Kodesh Baruch Hu prepared a large fish to swallow up Yoyna, and therefore we see that the Lushan Dug is referring to a large fish, but the Pasuk says in Yoyna again, that Yoyna daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu from the intestines of the Daga. And if we just saw that Yoyna was swallowed up by a large fish, and then it says Daga, and it's also referring to the same fish, and it's referring to a large fish, so then we actually see in Yoyna that there is no difference between the Lushan of Dug or Daga. And the Gemara says, Holy Kasha, that's not Shver. Dilma palte Dagadol, Obali Dag Katan, that even though it's true that Yoyna was originally swallowed up by a larger fish, but afterwards he was spit out, and a smaller fish swallowed up Yoyna. And Rashi in Yoyna actually says that the first fish that swallowed up Yoyna was Zohar, it was a large male, and Yoyna had a lot of space, and therefore he didn't go and dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu caused that the larger fish should spit out Yoyna into the mouth of a female fish, that had a lot of different fish in it. And therefore Yoyna felt the pressure and he felt things closing in on him. And that caused Yoyna to dive in over there, and therefore we don't have a raya from either of these psukim as to if a dog or a dogger means gadol or cotton. And Iran points out that even though he just said that a dog that's cotton is considered a dog that's smaller than a litra, and we know that the dog that swallowed up Yoyna had to, of course, be larger than a litra, otherwise it couldn't fit Yoyna into it. And Iran explains, Of course, the fish that swallowed Yoyna at the end result was still larger than a litra. It still was called cotton, in contrast and in comparison to the first dog that was much larger. And Ella, if you're going to tell me that you're learning this out from the Pasuk and Pashas Ve'era, by the Makov Dam that states, Vadoga Mesa, that because the Yar became full of blood, therefore all the fish in the Yar died, Tana Mesu Mesu, are going to say that since it says over there, the Lushan Doga, so it's only referring to small fish, and only small fish died, and the larger fish did not die, of course all the fish died, and that's why it says over there, Vayivash Yar, that the entire Yar smelled, Ella Doga Mashbuk Dalim, Umashbuk Tanim, Inichanami, Lushan of Doga in the Torah, could be mashma 
a large fish, or at times it could be mashman that's talking about small fish. However, in the Durham, we go based on the way people speak, and since when someone says a lush of dag and a lush yakid, he's referring to a large fish which was sold individually, and when a person says dogger, lush and rabim, he's referring to many fish, and that's talking about smaller fish that were sold in quantities. Therefore, when someone makes a nether not to have enough from dag, he's referring to only large fish, and when someone makes a nether not to have enough from dogim, he's referring to small fish and not to large fish. And the feed around the Chiddush of our Mishnah and of Rabbi Shimon is that if someone says dag dag shani tayim, then he's going to be us both to larger fish and to small fish. And the Rand says don't think that a person just being chazer from his original words, and even though originally he said dag, he really meant to say dago, and it would only be us to smaller fish and not to large fish. And the Rand says that we don't say that. A person meant to say that I want to be us both to large fish and to small fish, and that's why he used the term of dag dago. The Gemara continues, we stated on Mishnah, if someone makes a nether that he won't have enough from Tachana, also Betarius Trufa, he's going to be also to these chap fish, however, he'll still be Muta to have enough from brine and from fish juice. And the Gemara asks, what would be then if Ruvain says that I should be also to Tichan, would he be also to brine and to fish juice, or would he still be Muta to have enough from both Tzir and Marias? And the Gemara ends off Tibai that we supplied with a Teku. And the Iran explains that the Gemara Shail is that the reason why Tzachana was called Tzachana is that it comes from a lotion of the Tal Tzachnasai of a very bad smell. And this mixture of whole fish and sharp fish used to smell very bad and therefore was called Tzachana. So the Gemara's question is that Tzachana is a lotion Yochid. But let's say he said Tzachan, which is a lotion Rabin. So maybe we would understand that Reuben is saying that not only should I be also to one thing that smells, but I should be also to multiple things that smell. And I should also be also to Tzir and Marias to the brine and to the fish juice, which also smell. What do we say that when a person says the Lashem Tzachana, even if it says it Belashem Rabim, it only refers to the specific dish that was made out of whole fish and chopped fish, and this Lashem doesn't include Seer or Marias, it does not include brine or fish juice, and the Gemara blibes with a Teku, and the Gemara is not Peshit the Shailah, and we will stop over here.